Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We return now to our verse-by-verse study through Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, We interrupted that study for a few days during the season of the Incarnation, but we are now on into January, and we are back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we shall pick up right where we left off as we come to the final two verses of the chapter. And both of these verses, verses 20 and 21, are significant texts in themselves. And here Paul continues to explain and defend his ministry, which was constantly under attack by critics because of who Paul was and what he represented. Truth sounds like hate speech to those who hate the truth, you know. So beyond this local situation with Paul and the critics, these texts speak about every believer's service for Christ. They are as relevant today, 2,000 years after Paul wrote them, as they were the day that he wrote them. And so every believer should understand his place, and these verses explain it. They explain the work of a Christian ambassador, what he does and what he says. That's not ours to decide. That's given to us by God. The animosity of sinful hearts can only be changed by God and will be changed only by the means which he has designated. And so we must employ the means and methods that he has directed us to use, the ones that he himself will use as we are faithful to employ these methods. And today's text will help us to understand our task. So, we will look at those in a moment, but I welcome you to this Monday, January 2 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. Welcome to a new year. God has brought us safely through another calendar year and deposited us at the threshold of a brand new year, and we have no idea, do we, what this year may bring forth, but we know, though we do not know what the future holds, we know who holds the future. So thank you for joining me, and thank you for considering the financial help that we need in order to keep this broadcast airing on this station. Here are the verses. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him, who knew no sin, 
to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Here we learn, first of all, Paul's commission in verse 20, and secondly, Paul's message in verse 21. Paul's commission. Now then, looking back at verse 20 again, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Now then, in the light of verse 19, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, in the light of this, having been committed the word of reconciliation, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. What is an ambassador? In Paul's day, that word would most readily have been understood as being the representative of a monarch, a particular kind of representative, sometimes described by the word legate. It has to do with a commissioned representative who represents the monarch's sovereign rule to another kingdom. It speaks, the, the ambassador, this representative, commissioned to speak for the monarch, speaks with the authority that has been given to him by the monarch, which is pretty considerable authority. And those who disrespect the ambassador are thereby disrespecting the sovereign one that he represents. Now, we all understand that as the world applies that term sovereign to human rulers, it never really means Sovereign. Sovereign means one who has complete authority and rule, but it's always in a limited sense, meaning sovereign over this particular nation. So the king who is sovereign in nation A sends a representative, a legate, an ambassador, to nation B, probably also ruled by a sovereign, who is sovereign in nation B, but not has no authority in nation A, and vice versa. But these kings generally will communicate with one another by means of a commissioned representative. Occasionally, of course, they may travel to the opposite monarch's capital city, to his seat of authority, or to some neutral designated place and talk face-to-face. But most of the time, they're business is going to be carried out on their behalf by an ambassador. We have ambassadors, of course, in our day, even though we don't have monarchs, sovereign rulers in our day, at least most most Western nations don't. Most Western nations are some form of democratic government. So, But at any rate, we still have ambassadors, don't we? How many ambassadors are represented representatives of the United States of America and of the government of the United States of America and of the president of the United States of America, though they never represent him exclusively, but they're representing the legislature and the whole governmental machinery. How many ambassadors are there for the United States of America? Well, I don't know. I'm not asking that question because I'm prepared to give you the answer. But I can tell you that it probably 
numbers into the scores and scores and scores and scores. If we have one ambassador for every nation on earth, that's going to be, what, 150, 160 ambassadors. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know if we have one for every nation on earth, but it probably wouldn't fall too far short of that. So these are important people because they are responsible to properly represent the country and the government that sent them to another country to represent their interests there and to communicate with them there. And Paul says, that's what I am. I am an ambassador for Christ. I am a commissioned representative of Christ. I represent the sovereign, Christ Jesus, to the world that he made and that he has the rightful rule of. And I speak on his behalf. I speak with his authority. So, what is an ambassador? Well, I just described it. If, If I go a step further and say, what is a Christian ambassador? Then we get into what I actually already started talking about, namely that Paul is an ambassador for Christ. He represents Christ to a foreign kingdom. We could call it that. The world. (laughs) Foreign because it has been alienated from the one who made it and the one who has the authority and the right to rule over it. But this world has become so squalid because of sin. It's not the world that God created in the beginning. It's the world that has been brought under condemnation because of sin and rebellion against the one who created it. But Paul represents Christ to this world. He speaks to the subjects of this foreign kingdom, namely this world, which, though rightfully belonging to Christ, has forfeited the privilege of of having a right relationship with Christ. But Christ graciously prepares and authorizes and sends ambassadors into this fallen kingdom to speak to the subjects of this kingdom and to represent the interests of the one who has rightful authority over them, though at this time contested authority. And so who speaks through Paul? As Paul speaks, he's an ambassador for Christ, and he goes on to say, as though God were pleading through us. That's pretty strong language. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. Who speaks through Paul as he is an ambassador for Christ? God does. Or we could just as accurately say Christ does, because there really is no difference ultimately. When Christ's ambassadors speak God's word, listen to me, God is speaking. When Christ's ambassadors speak God's word, that is God speaking. That's the way It is understood in the political realm that I talked about when an ambassador speaks to a foreign 
government to a high-ranking representative of a foreign government and tells that government what he has been commissioned to say, it's just as if the President of the United States were speaking. It carries the same weight, the same authority, the same power, and it's the same here. When Paul is an authorized ambassador for Christ, when he speaks the word of God, that's God speaking to those that Paul is speaking to. That's an amazing truth. That is a heavy, heavy responsibility. Every time, and I took this quotation from Ligonier, I think probably in a uh, Table Talk magazine, every time God's Word is proclaimed, it changes all those within its hearing. No one ever, ever remains unaffected by God's Word. To those who hear it positively, there is growth in grace. To those who reject it or are indifferent to it, it calluses them. Calluses are added to their souls and calcium to their hearts. The eyes become dimmer and dimmer. The ear becomes heavier and heavier. And the mystery of the kingdom more and more obscure. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is important business. This is serious business. And as God speaks through the Apostle Paul, how did he, does he speak? That is, what manner does he have? And it is a very tender matter. We implore you on Christ's behalf. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It is passionate. It is pleading. It is begging. That's stunning, isn't it? But ambassadors cannot be mechanical or indifferent because their message is so important. It must be understood. It needs to be accepted. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.